Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. In 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. St. 
Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. Holy shit, the time is upon us. Wait a minute, what time is it? Hey, Chong, man! What time is it? Hey, you should have been with me last night, man. You won't believe what happened. Hey, man, I was on a UFO! I really was, man. Yeah, hey, your yeah. cousin and I, yeah. man, he had a bag full of dope, man. We met all these chicks, went uh, to a massage parlor, and yeah. we went on a spaceship. We're in a weed field, man. We got sucked up by a spaceship, man. Yeah. And they give us some space coke, man. Look at this is space coke. You never tasted this before, man. Hey, try this, man. Try it and blow your head off. No! Yeah, you know what it is. It's it's time for Space Coke, man. And Reno El Chipo Gooch will be our guest today. Dude, such a rad guy. We, we got to sit down with him a couple of weeks ago and talk on the phone, and it was absolutely a blast. And I say we, meaning myself and Athena, you know, from Metal Mischief and Thrashers and Destroyers. That's right, the same, the same. The Mistress of the Metal Forge. And, like, this was completely a kick-ass conversation to have because it was fucking hilarious at least it was to me and athena and him and hopefully you guys and everybody will get a kick out of it as well but uh before we get into that there are a few things i want to talk about first one is the the news that broke earlier in the week you know with with ozzy and i've had a very like checkered fandom of Ozzy over the over my you know the last like 20 years I would say and the reason why I say that is because it always seems like it it, it always seems like there's a scandal going on around Ozzy in some way and it's either like the whole royalty debacle thing with like Bob Daisley and and Lee Kerslake and and shit like that or it's him saying it's his PR people saying that he's been sober for quite some time when it's not really a thing that he really hasn't been sober for a lot. And you know his health issues aside, you know I I, I really feel bad for the guy because he has done this his entire life, you know. And now with his retirement coming in, it it, it sucks because. I had tickets back in 2020 to see him and Judas Priest on, you know, the Judas Priest 50 Years of Metal tour and everything, and it was exciting because Ozzy was going to be there, and and it was it was just fucking kicked ass, and then that of course got canceled, and then they put out um, new tour dates that got canceled because of his his uh, injuries and 
uh, impending Parkinson's or something like that issue. And it, I mean, it just kind of, it doesn't kind of suck. It does suck, you know, because it, it is Ozzy and he does put on a good show. Um, despite the fact if you like the the latest albums or, or anything like that, which I'm not a huge fan of, but like Patient Number 9, I'm not a huge fan of. Anything, honestly, in the Millennium Era, I haven't been much of a fan of. I found, like, nuggets in each of them, but, like, as a whole, like, they're not definitely, it definitely doesn't beat, you know, the 80s and 90s albums for Ozzy, in my opinion. But, you know... Best of luck and best of health to the Ozman, for fucking sure. And yeah, ho- totally. You know, hopefully he he's able to enjoy a retirement, and you know, not go fucking crazy. Because that's how it goes, I guess. Nah, come on. Anyway, so uh, have have y'all been paying attention to the website? Super fucking cool guests coming up for this month. You know, not only do we have Space Coke, we have Gatekeeper, we have Athenar from Midnight, and we have Brian Tatler from fucking Diamond Head. Fucking Diamond Head. Are you serious? Fucking hell yeah. So I'm going to ask him, is he evil? And he better say he is. No, I'm fucking around. Seriously, though. But yeah, Brian Tatler from Diamond Head, that's like a, a grail grail piece there to talk to somebody to talk to because you know I'm a Metallica fan and I'm an unapologetic Metallica fan at that and for a band that Metallica looks up to as much as I look up to as well fucking right because this is like holy shit this is totally fucking cool to me and when that happened and I was just like you know what I saw well here's the here's the thing uh, last weekend, Athena was working for Lloyd Kaufman in um, in Atlanta for Days of the Dead, and she called me possibly inebriated, and she was just like, Mark, I'm watching a Metallica cover band, and then we and Sean are going to go see David Ellefson fucking thrash our faces off and I'm laughing my ass off because it's like 11 o'clock on a Saturday night that in you know and she's calling me like trashed and I'm like yes fucking right and she lets me hear where they're fucking playing like some of Sanitarium and you and, and she knows how I feel about tribute bands already so yeah. <laughs> so anyways, Sunday afternoon comes around and she texts me. She's like, this just happened. And she sent me a picture of her and David Ellison. So like this, here's how the story goes is I was like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out and see what happens. If, if something happens, it happens. If not, what the fuck ever. Right. So I reached out and I was surprised because, like, in, like, no time flat, I got a reply back saying, hey, yeah, uh, what about f- Friday? Can you make Friday work at such and such time, uh, Pacific time? And I was like, well, shit, I do work a day job. I guess I can leave early and make that happen because it's David fucking Ellefson, right? Yeah, so 
long story short with this, if you saw the uh, the my Facebook page, is I am recording an interview with David Elfson, you know, formerly of Megadeth, of, of Kings of Thrash, and Dyth. And speaking of Dyth, I believe that's what Athena's reviewing this week. You know, uh, they released a single called In the Hall of the Hanging Serpents. So let's check in with Athena and see what she has to say about David Ellison and Dyth. Misfits and miscreants, bangers and mashers, deviants and the deviated, the tormented and the fermented, ghouls and goblins, creatures of the night, jack those headphones, crank your volume to max, spark it up. And just relax. It's time for your deadly dose. Welcome to the next installment of Metal Mischief. And on today's lineup, I'm doing something I typically don't do. I'm actually reviewing a single. Typically, I like to do either uh, compilations, splits, full albums, EPs, whatever, but. I have yet to actually like review a single song by a band, but this band is particularly special because of one of my idols that are in the band. So when I met him this past weekend in Atlanta, it gave me the bright idea to do a review of their new single that literally just came out a couple weeks ago by that's right, Dieth. And their single is called Hall of the Hanging Serpents. Now, I'm not going to give away who's who's in the band right away because I, I want to like bring up that anticipation with you guys. But I will say that it is three powerhouses that... I mean, if you could just imagine them doing a side project, it would sound something like Dieth. And... I tell you what, I'm extremely happy that uh, these guys are still putting out some music and that they got together and they're and they're doing this fucking thing because it's really good. And that's what's playing in the background and I have it on repeat. So, if you stick in there with me, you'll get to hear it a couple of times. Alright, so, when you have three major powerhouses like this that collide, the outcome is definitely something brutal and sinister. I mean, here we go. Here's here's your hints. If you can imagine Megadeth and Tomb AD and Decapitated all got together for a jam session, you might just end up with a brain bruiser called Death. Fuck yeah. So, this is from the iconic brain and legendary bassist David Ellefson. And vocalist, and you know, I apologize, I always apologize ahead of time because, you know, I try not to butcher everybody's name, 
but I'm terrible at it, so I apologize ahead of time if I fuck it up. So, uh, but I think it's Guillaume Miranda from Entombed AD who does vocals and, um, you know, shreds on the guitar. So, I apologize if I fuck that up, but the next one's even a little bit harder. And it's our skin shredder on drums, Mikhail Lasisco, Lasisco from Decapitated. I mean, you get this gut-wrenching delight that is, well, Hall of the Hanging Serpents. And I'm really excited because, like I said before, if you know, if this is what there is to come from these guys and they're gonna produce some more amazing shit like this then I'm definitely invested I am definitely looking forward to what else they do so um I mean the song starts with like a muted build up and you know it helps build the anticipation and everything and then it explodes with those like golden gravel vocals and raging riffs from Miranda at the beginning. And then perfectly punctuated by Ellison with the brutally bloody bass and carried on the scorching skins of Lucesco. Lucesco. <laughs> anyway, it's beautiful. Like, it gives you that little build up at the beginning and then it just explodes and these guys, you know, just woof, right off the bat. So. Um, with a heavy nod to the aforementioned bands, um, their past endeavors, you can definitely hear each one's, like, like, infused, like, sound, you know, and it's masterfully done, I have to say. For a three-piece, it's fucking amazing, and I, I wouldn't expect any less from these guys. So, the production and math, the production and mastering is very clean. But it's not, like, overproduced or, like, like squeaky clean. You know what I mean? Um, we don't want our metal squeaky clean. We want it rough around the edges, and we want it a little dirty and a little, like, you know, edgy and shit. Of course we do. Who wants clean metal? If it was clean, I mean, it was too clean, and it just, you know, I lose interest, I get bored. I don't know about you guys, but that's how I feel about it. So, it's not overproduced. It's not too squeaky clean, and I really like that. So... The vocals are clear, and you can really, like, enjoy Miranda's depth when it comes to his vocals, uh, even though, like, the production, you know, like I just said, it's not too squeaky clean, so he still has, like, those awesome guttural vocals, but you can understand him clearer. So, it's good. It's good. I really like it. And then Ellison, you know, brings with him, like, that more classic element, um, but it works fucking beautifully. You know, his uh, style definitely meshes with these two, 100%. I totally think so. But I would like to know what everybody else thinks, too. Um, the drums are layered perfectly. I mean, it's crisp as fuck. I, there are moments that I do get, like, tinges of, like, Sepultura in there. I don't know, it's, like, a little bit, like, uh, a little bit, like, Roots. Like, uh, that era of, like, Max Cavalera and Eeyore and stuff. But it's like um, a very small part of what I hear when I listen to this. But I, you know, I think that's that's cool. So um, 
um, where was I? <laughs> oh yeah, I know where I was. Uh, take a sip of this real quick. Oh, old Forrester. You never let me down, buddy. Alright, so I mentioned that I got to meet David Ellison and talk to him uh, last weekend when I was in Atlanta. That was super exciting, um, meeting an idol of mine and an icon in the metal industry. He was literally part of one of the bands that catapulted me into my love for metal and into like this fucking seat where I'm sitting right now, you know? I mean, Megadeth was like this huge fucking thing for me back in the day and getting to meet him and talk to him was so fucking cool but on top of that he was really excited talking about this project in particular so that got me hyped about it because if Dave David Ellison is stoked about something then you know I'm pretty sure I should be fucking stoked about it too so here we are talking about their new single and you better believe that when the full album comes out, I'm reviewing the whole motherfucker. So, stay tuned for that. That's to come later, obviously. So, um, anyway, I had I had to do this. I had to do this. So, here we are. Um, diving in. Horns first. Horns first. As we should always into our music. Um, there is a video on YouTube, actually, that's pretty fucking dope. Um... It's cool because the entire thing was actually filmed in Poland. And, and actually, the band was, like, formed in Poland as well. And, um, which is interesting for me because, you know, how did, how, how did that happen? Where was David Ellison when they decided they were going to do this? Was he just hanging out in Poland? Like, you know, I bet he was. But... Anyway, you know, that's where my brain starts to go with this stuff. I didn't ask him those questions when I was talking to him. I felt like my time was very limited. I had to get back to the table anyway, so... Because I was there with Lloyd Kaufman, so... You know, priorities. Priorities. Anyway, enough about that. Um, so, this song was recorded in Poland. The video was made in Poland. The band was formed in Poland. So, here we go. Here we go. We are stepping outside of Poland, and you can find it... Um, right now, the single and the video, obviously, YouTube. You can also find it Spotify and Bandcamp and Apple Music right now if you want to check it out, um, which, you know, I'm really highly suggesting you go check it out. Um, also, also, Mark, Metal Forge, and I, Metal Mischief, will actually be interviewing Olsen tomorrow. Like, tomorrow. So I get to talk to him twice in one week. Yeah. Um, this fucking girl's dreams are just coming true left and right. Let me tell ya. So, anyway, you're gonna have to stay tuned for that because, you know, we're so backlogged. We've had so many awesome interviews. We got Space Coke coming up, which is released tomorrow. And then we've got, um, oh my gosh, what else? Uh, <laughs> I'm already... Um, oh, Midnight, Midnight, we talked to Athenor, and, uh, we're, we're gonna be talking to Midnight, so make sure you tune in for that one, too. Uh, there's so, there's just so many, I can't even think of all of them right now, but, 
Anyway, that's why you just gotta stay tuned to the Metal Forge, because Mark and I, I've been teaming up more often with him and doing and co-hosting some of these interviews, and I gotta say, it's super fun, and I'm really, really appreciative that Mark brings me on and lets me uh, pick the brains and, and sit in on these, and like co-host these interviews with these really amazing musicians who have all had like huge influences on me in my life. Um, for the most part, uh, a lot of my fucking dreams are coming true lately, and uh, I don't want to jinx myself, but right now the metal community is stronger than ever, and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it really hard. So, anyway, anyway, he was super cool, so I'm really looking forward to our interview tomorrow with him. But stay tuned, that's actually coming out, um, let's see, uh, the first week of March. So, pay, pay attention for that one. Alright, so... Alright, so, in other announcements, right here in Louisville, Artwork for the Blinds, Saul Williams has actually been putting together and hosting a killer two-day show in Germantown at the 21st Amendment, and it's called <coughs> Fists of Riffs. Fists of Riffs! So you can only imagine how fucking, like, awesome this is gonna be, right? Super fun. Super good times. Lots of fucking riffs. Lots of cool motherfuckers hanging out. So if you're in the Louisville area or feel like joining us, it's gonna be on May 12th and 13th. And there are so many bands listed. And I'm not, and I'm not gonna give you the list of the bands until it's, like, all official, which he said, like, that's coming. So when that happens, I will keep you guys posted and updated on that. But, for now, um, look out for Fists of Riffs, okay, on the 12th and 13th of May. Also, Overload and the Metal Forge has several shows coming up. Uh, March 25th at 8th Art Sanctuary. Um, of course, there's always the Metal Mondays and shit. Uh, oh yeah, and Overload's playing with Bastard Sons of a Judas Goat. Um, that is May 29th, I believe. Uh, and then we've got, like, a slew of other fun shit coming in. We've got Alice Cooper, Rafe, Ricky Ratman is going to be here. Kerr, She, Crop, um, Obituary, Cadaverous, One Body, Six Graves, Artwork for the Blind, Guillotine AD, DRI, is fucking gonna come here and I'm gonna try to get some video footage of me talking to those guys so you know fingers crossed on that um oh yeah and then you got Hell in the Harbor and Maryland Death Fest all held, all being held up in Baltimore which um goddamn, I really wish I was going to that but uh if everybody wants to send me some money I can go but otherwise I'm fucking broke um Full Terror Assault of course and there'll be more about that cause that's later in the year um, that's in Cave-In Rock, Illinois, and that's a festival I never, ever miss. Um, Carcass, Municipal Waste, um, Creeping Death. Oh my god, did I already say obituary? There's so many. Anyway, we've got amazing metal shows coming up, so just keep your peepers peeped. Keep looking for that good metal, and, and you know, I'll, I will try to keep you updated as we go. Um... Let me see, there's, uh... Alright, so... 
I want to do an honorable mention here real quick, okay? So, there's a lot of people who support the metal community, and that is very, very appreciated by all of us who work very hard to bring you the metal and, you know, promote these amazing musicians and be part of something that's way bigger than us. So, you know, I have to say that I'm trying to do that through another venue of mine called Thrashers and Destroyers. And it's like a video-based entertainment for metalheads, basically. Imagine, like, you know, if Headbangers Ball meshed with Beavis and Butthead, Wayne's World, Saturday Night Live, and Jackass. That's what I'm trying to do with Thrashers and Destroyers. So, uh, you know, if you look below on the screen here, there's links. There's going to be links to, like, my YouTube and stuff like that. And I really appreciate the follows and the love. And I'm just trying to really help support the bands and stuff. And you guys can help me do that by tuning in and subscribing and being part of this new movement in metal. I want to try to bring back the Headbangers Ball era. You know, I'm... Uh, you know, Ricky Ratman's coming to Louisville and I'm so fucking excited because he's another hero and idol of mine and I just, you know, if I could just pick his brain for just a little bit, you know, I would love his input on, you know, everything metal because, you know, you got the cat house and headbangers ball and everything, of course, so, you know, he's just super exciting and uh, I really hope that happens. But anyway, Thrashers and Destroyers, please check me out. Please check me out. And that, I'm mixing all of these things. So Metal Mischief, the Metal Forge, Better Days Records, Metal Selection, Thrashers and Destroyers, Meet and Greets. I mean, there's going to be so much exciting shit coming out in 2023. And I really hope you guys are here for the ride and want to be part of it with me. So please, please stay tuned. And I know I talk a lot and I appreciate everybody who sticks with me so very much. But and, and with that, I also want to say that I got to mention my Thrashers and Destroyers sponsors who've got my back and who always are a big support for me. The Metal Forge. Metal Monday at the Highlands Tap Room, um, Electric Ladyland, the oldest head shop here in Louisville, Caulfield Novelty, the oldest novelty shop here in Louisville, Ageless Art and Phil Garrett across the bridge in Indiana, um, Better Days Records, of course, and Ben Jones, who's like a huge proprietor for everything music and everybody influenced by music, um, Peril Hot Sauce out of Lexington, which that's a new sponsor, and thank you so much to Peril for, like, being part of, you know, metal, and you should really check them out if you like hot sauce. They have metal-themed hot sauces, and several bands from Louisville and Lexington have all had stuff to do with it, like Stormtoper and Ohm and Bat Wizard and all these fucking amazing bands that, you know, and, and there's more, there's more, and, like, artists here from Louisville, like Ryan Case and stuff, have done uh, labels for them and shit, so it's super exciting, so check out Peril Hot Sauce. Um, and then Boneheads Weekly Podcast. Thank you always for your support. Uh, the Outcast Metal Zine and Michael Coles. Check out his photography. Check out his his metal because he's also like one of us big supporters of the scene. Um, Film Enigma because, you know, we, we love horror movies because we all just fucking love horror movies. So to Film Enigma, thank you very, very much. And then Killers, the game, and Jeff Iganowski. And I probably said your name wrong, and I'm very sorry. But to Jeff and to all of those sponsors I just mentioned, thank you very, very fucking much. Without you guys, my dream of 
you know, bringing metal to the people would just be like this tiny inkling of a drop of pee or whatever in a bucket. I don't even know. Anyway, anyway, I'm getting off the rails now, and that's what happens sometimes. Um, speaking of Better Days Records, though, if you are a band, in a band, and you have some physical media for me, I want to carry it in the record store, okay? Please, get a hold of me. I want to stock your vinyl. I want to stock your CDs. If you have videos, DVDs, anything, any kind of media that you have, cassettes, we carry all that shit, all of it. Your t-shirts, merchandise, buttons, patches, all that shit. Bring it to me. Contact me. Mail it to me. Whatever. I want to stock it at Better Days Records, and I want to build this metal selection to be one of the fucking best in our area. I mean, it already kind of is, but it's just going to be even better. Because, man, we're going to have all you motherfuckers out there who nobody has a chance to who, to find because, you know, it's so there's so much shit going on. So help me narrow it down. Help me help you. Okay? Please, just contact me. Send me shit. You will find links and stuff for my email where you can send me music that I will use in Thrashers and Destroyers. You can send me videos that I will use in Thrashers and Destroyers. You can send me shit that I can put in the store so everybody on the street can listen to you and find you. Please, please contact me. Alright, so that was all I'm going to go into with that. It's this time, Dear Metal Misfits, that we are going to do Athena's five-shot review. So, you know, again, being that this is a single, I'm really looking forward to reviewing the entire album when it comes out. But for right now, my five-shot review for Hall of the Hanging Serpents. Shitty drum roll. Oh, wait. Where's my head? I'm sorry. I have to give you the rules. Okay. So. Five shots means I needed five shots to get through the motherfucker. I mean, I must have been really bored and totally not into it if I had to drink that much. Four shots. Meh. Could have used some oomph. Three shots. Make sure I was doing that right. <laughs> Three shots. Good. Made me air drum and bang my head. Two shots. Really good. Put that shit in the glove box for traveling. And one shot. Excellent. I'll probably have a bang over in the morning. So, shitty drum roll, please. I'm gonna go with Dieth single Hall of the Hanging Serpents One Shot! Excellent! I've listened to this song so many times. I definitely had a bangover in the morning. So, 
until we meet again, have a most excellent time. And remember, keep it heavy. You know what? For my money, this song, it really kicks ass because it is not the same old rehashed thrash that's out there, in my opinion. You know, because anybody can do anything that they want to do because it's what they're into or whatever. You know, the technical ability. Yeah, you might have to learn some things, but you know... This isn't just Dave getting together with three other guys and saying, hey, uh, you know, let's let's hash this out and let's do this. No, this is something that's completely different. It's completely new. It's heavier than anything I think he's ever actually done that I'm aware of. And, you know, what's really fucking cool is we're going to be talking to him here shortly about that. So, fuck yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to give the Athena... Athena deal here, and I'm gonna say this is a two shot for me. Put that shit in the glove box for traveling. Hell yes, absolutely. So let's go ahead and listen to some space coke here. We're going to start off with the first track on the Lunacy EP. This is Bride of Satan. <laughs>
right, maniacs. It is yet another awesome interview week. I am being joined on the line by not by one, but by two awesome motherfuckers today. And one of which, you know, is Athena from Metal Mischief. Say hello. Hey, I'm here. Yeah, on the line. This is weird because it's normally in, an in-person thing, but it's cool regardless. And the other person here today is Reno El Cheapo Gooch from the band Space Coke. Reno, how you doing? Hello, everybody. <laughs> Glad to be here. Hell yeah. How is uh, South Carolina? I'm actually... Uh in 2020, I moved to Savannah, so now I'm in uh, the home of sludge, Savannah, Georgia. Ooh, the, the the swamp swamp metal capital of the world. That's right. <laughs> That's so... Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, well then, how is uh, the swamp metal capital of the world treating you? It's great. You know, uh, I think we're... You know, we, we obviously is a city of... Calessa, Baroness, Black Tusk, and Damod, and but in the in the pandemic, everything shut down, and we lost you know our main music club, the Jinx, which is pretty much the home to all that. Like those bands even practice to, to record their classic albums in the basement of that club. But the pandemic sent that away, so there's kind of a new uprising of young bands happening here, and I'm happy to be in the mix for that right on so you're sort of a you're the transplant that is now the like the elder statesman to a degree sort of like that yeah um an interesting fact about space coke is our bass player jet dave matheson actually recorded all of those bands first albums at his studio the jam room in columbia south carolina Hell yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and, and that so, place is uh, legendary. It's absolutely legendary, yes. Uh, I think uh, when I was talking with uh, Scary from Black Tusk last year, he was, right. he was talking about how how the the studio life and everything down there was just so dynamic with so many awesome people coming through that just, you know, it's a... Right. It's almost like a sound city in a way where you have so many awesome, awesome groups come through just because of the reputation of the place. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously he's got his own studio now that was a pretty cool spot. Hell yeah. So tell everybody out in Metal Forge Land about Space Coke. Space Coke is basically a band. It, it's a funny thing. It's the band is, is at its core, really, is me doing, you know, it's my songwriting, my project. And me and Jay are kind of the heart of it. We've, we have uh, the main other players, but have cycled around a lot, especially with drummers, as, you know, everybody knows about that. Yeah. But uh, we, uh, I don't know, it actually started out, I answered an ad on Craigslist around 2009. And I was just trying to find somebody to jam with because I, I couldn't get a band together at the time. And my friend, you know, Red, he he put out this ad saying he wanted to jam on some, like, Jesus Lizard type stuff. So we got together, 
And it only took a few practices before I said space coke, and then it turned into something completely different, like on the spot. And it's it's been like that ever since. But uh, you know, just nasty, sludgy, psychedelic occult rock. No, it didn't really start like psychedelic sludge, like stoner doom psychedelic sludge. It started something different. Uh, well, I mean, we were just jamming to like weird, you know, shellac style kind of music at first. But as soon as we came out the name Space Coke, so I, it's it's a weird influence to have musically. But if you watch Cheech and Chong's next movie, <laughs> Ch- yes, Chong we were is, talking about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, which is yeah. where the name comes from. But Chong in that movie is dressed up in this outfit, and he's driving the neighbors crazy and. You know, <laughs> you know, rests his motorcycle in the living room and plays the guitar and <laughs> yeah. destroys every. And that that really is the actual influence for the sound. So, <laughs> I love that's it. That's fucking it, you know, fantastic. We were man, yeah. we were joking about that. That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you watch that movie and just watch the scene where he's in the house with his horns and fur and leather on playing a guitar, that's what space <laughs> comes from. So. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and my, my original idea my original idea was to actually like make that same suit <laughs> and wear it when we play. And that's what where some of you know the I didn't really get all the way there, but you could see it if you look, you know, like that's what the influence was. Definitely. Yeah, there is definitely on the metal archives the band live shot that they've got on there. I, I definitely oh, yeah. feel the Chong vibes from it. For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all Chong, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that is actually one of my, like, favorite Cheech and Chong films is Next Movie, yeah. where where it's just everything is just so ludicrous in it. And then, right, like yeah. you said, he's revving the motorcycle, but he's got the exhaust vented out into the neighbor's roses. And he's yeah. just like this hoity-toity <laughs> yeah. shithead. I mean, you know, I, I, people always say, you know, describe the band. I say, well, get on YouTube and search for Teaching Chong Space Coke. And it'll give you that about one minute scene <laughs> where, you know, Chong is back from space and he's got the bottle of Space Coke. Yep. And then they blast off. And that really, you know, that pretty much sums it up. Right. Uh, Definitely. And, you know, that was one of the things that Athena and I, when we were, when we had discovered you, uh, when she's like, man, you got to listen to this album uh, with Lunacy. And, and we were talking like, well, it's like the, uh, the next movie scene, but it's also like heavy metal in the alien scene where they're doing the, the Nyborg man. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 Space yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, you know, it's with lunacy. I really was trying to be a, get a little stranger and do get a little deeper into the occult side of it. And the pandemic made that album sound a little different because the way we had to get together and all that stuff was different. So. I don't know. You know that you can tell the album sounds a little different than the other ones. Oh, absolutely! It's I like it because it's actually from what I was what I 
hear when I listen to it, it's definitely a little more psychedelic. Which I yeah. Your other, like, your couple of first albums, I mean, I really liked uh, The Pell Divide, The Call of the Void. Uh-huh. That, that yeah. was really fantastic, too. Um, and that one's yeah, that was pretty psychedelic and stuff, but I feel like you really amped that up on lunacy like the, it's more psychedelic because you, you guys used to sound a little more stone or doom metalish to me like yeah well that's i was trying to slow it down and you know it's the people you play with will kind of push your sound in a direction and i think on lunacy it was more written by me at home alone with you know during lockdown so yeah i wasn't a lot of times you know if i play with a drummer they'll punk it up a little or you know play a little faster I really like, you know, I'm obviously a huge fan of just the classic sounds of like Black Flag, My War Side 2, and Volume 4 by Sabbath. So, yeah. That's what I've always, I've always wanted to have that kind of muted, nasty guitar sound. Yeah. Sure. Well, I think it works very well for sure in this album. I, I really, as you know, you know, this album literally made like my top five and. Yeah, thank you so much. One out of my top five for the year. So I was really fucking excited when uh, Mark said that he was getting an interview with you. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's so rad. So yeah, he said you you, like with Frozen World. Like, so that one is that kind of about the pandemic since you wrote that during the pandemic? Because Frozen World's my favorite track on there. And like, is that you know that? There's actually, if you like that one, there's a different version I did for, and now I can't remember. I did it for a compilation that was uh, coming out of California somewhere, but we recorded a different version originally, and I just wanted to re-record it because the first version was kind of rushed. Mm. So it actually is something we came up with before the pandemic, oh. but I the, the whole idea for that song was that it was an, another ice age, and the whole world was, you know, everything was covered in ice and frozen, and the heat from guitar stacks melts the ice, and the vibrations <laughs> reawaken the world. So that's the theme. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so I, it was just, you know, an idea. It was basically like a fever dream kind of idea. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you know, it, you're right, though. I didn't. I hadn't actually even thought it does kind of fit. You know, with being locked down and then reemerging from it. Yeah, yeah. Because our our first show after lockdown was just nuts. People were just dying for a crazy show. You know, and it the vibe was so great. Yeah, our shows here just flooded with people. Any metal yeah. that came to Louisville, everybody everybody showed up. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the people hadn't even left the house, much less, you know, got tore up for space code, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, our, our, sh- our shows, you know, I try to keep the shows really intense and weird. <laughs> right. And that's, that's the. That's the- <laughs> for instance, one of, one of my favorite shows, we were playing a show. This guy, the band right before us, this guy walked around the audience with this huge jar of mushrooms, and he just gave them to everybody. And that show was like the weirdest show we've ever played. 
That's which is you know you know it kind of puts the audience in the same mindset I'm in sober. So. <laughs> you know that's funny because I know stories of Hawkwind where they would, yeah. they, would they would have refreshments at their shows and they would spike yeah. it spike it with LSD. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they would lock pretty, the, pretty, then they would lock the doors on them and so nobody could get out. <laughs> which honestly. You know, it reminds me of the Cheech and Chong scene where they play the, the rock fest and the weed is coming through the air vents and everybody is all yeah. like spiked on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and open smoke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> where the van catches on fire. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which revives And, that, and the, 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 the uh, cop, Stacey Keach, you know, the, um, that turns into a lizard in that movie is actually from Savannah. Oh, no shit. Oh, really? Sergeant Lardass? Yeah. Sergeant Lardass? Yeah, yeah. Sergeant Sotico, a.k.a. Lardass. No, who is this is? Yeah. Hey, Lardass. That's classic. You know, this this episode's going to be so ripe with, like, sound effects this time. I'm going to get in so many many sound effects. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, so, with the uh, with lunacy being you know a four year break between uh, Lapel Divide and lunacy, you know twenty eighteen to twenty twenty two. Other than the you know just the pandemic thing, were did you have anything else that you were doing in that amount of time? Were you all just playing shows? Did you write and scrap a bunch of stuff? How did? Well, there was the Saint Valentine's Massacre EP. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was great. You know, we I'm a huge fan of uh Heavy Temple who we played a bunch of shows with. And uh I really like ever since like high school wanted to record a, basically a cover of Motorhead's cover of that Kevin Kid you know, Johnny Kidd or whatever the Pirates song. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. you know, they did it with girls school, so I talked you know, I, I talked Nighthawk from Heavy Temple into doing a duet with me, which was just one of the greatest things. I love that song more than almost anything I've ever recorded. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and also, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know, I really want to put that one out, like, on a 7-inch, just like the original. Oh, fuck yeah, man, you should. That would be awesome. Hell yeah. I, I mean, I really just did it, it. It. it for fun, you know? Like, I was like, oh, shit, we'll just record that whole EP with a couple of our friends, you know? That whole EP is really fun, man. I like I Yeah, isn't it great? It. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And interestingly enough, you know, uh, the Metal Archives does not have that listed. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you gotta fix that. Yep, I'll have to. I'll have to break out my editing page on there and yeah, and and get them get them lined out. Right. I found it on Bandcamp though. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's on our Bandcamp. I didn't put it anywhere else. That one. Everything else is everywhere else. But I just try to keep that little special. Oh hell yeah! And live, see that's not on there either. Live at Columbia Beat at at W. Oh right, yeah, USC. that was actually, yeah, that was just supposed to be you know a little interview and thing. It was actually uh, on my birthday, and we played a show after that. Like we played on the radio, and then went set up and played a show. That that's really fun. That 
that gives you much more of an idea what our shows were like. Right on. You, you know, it, 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 now, you know, the music's a little heavier, a little doomier, but it's still the same type of vibe. Absolutely. So, so what's coming up next? So, um, we're actually, I have a show next month. We're open at a, a Aura Fest here in Savannah. It's a two-day thing, and it's got a, we're playing the first night in front of Weed Eater, which is going to be great. Fuck yeah. And basically, I'm trying to work up a little special set for that. And I kind of plan out, you know, every show for the show if I can't, if I have time. But then after that, I'm going to record, I think, a, like a three-song EP, maybe a four-song as a cover. And that was been my plan because I really wanted to to do something a little more, a little more intense. Still staying on that dark occult theme of lunacy, but uh, you know, concentrate on a shorter release. So I'm probably going to have that finished, you know, by the by summer. Awesome. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. And that's- yeah, me too. I, 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 I'm, uh, I don't know. I have, I have kind of a. I, what I really have always wanted to do is kind of a mix between Lapel Davida and the Lunacy albums. So I think that. Now that I can actually, you know, play with everybody, play some shows, I can get it done. Definitely. Hell yeah. And the the show you're talking about is Underground Weekend 2, right? At at, yes, at yes. Rocco Lounge. That's right. Which is uh, Weed Eater, Bastardane, uh, Rebelmatic, Space Coke, Witch Pit, Cloak. Looks like there's a few other uh, few other bands that are on there as well. Hell yeah. That sounds, yeah, that sounds um, awesome. Cloak, I think, is from Atlanta. They're great. The uh, Oakskin is is Philip from Kylesa's new band, and they're sick. So uh, you definitely check them out. Oakskin is. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was the name? Yeah. Oakskin. They're on the Underground Festival. Okay. And then uh, Rebelmatic from New York City, which is a great band. They they're a little kind of more like. Hardcore punk, a little crossoverish, but is that's gonna be a fun show? Yeah, it seems like it's going to be. That's that is that is killer. Such a good line. You know, with you know. with 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 you know, you know, the, kind of some of the old guard not really playing around here. You know, obviously Black Cuss is still going full on, but Weed uh, Eater is kind of the band that keeps that vibe here when they come here. Right, right, and you know they're just ridiculous live too. You know they're. Nut jobs too, and really loud. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I actually i I got to see them play at a strip club here in Louisville, and we had a fucking blast. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, That's awesome. The, the good old Tiger Room. Uh, it's all <laughs> now, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, shed a tear for that. But so, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so it looks like. Oh, yeah, so do you all actually, I know Lunacy is a digital release. Was there actually physical copies of that as well? Oh, uh, yeah. It was, uh, so Lunacy is on CD on Forbidden Place Records, okay. which you can order a, a physical copy off of their website. It's just, I think, for ForbiddenPlaceRecords.com. You, just, you had to search for it and, you know, the little search. And I think they have, they actually printed... CDs of one of our EPs that I'd never printed before too. So both of those are up there. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing their uh their Bandcamp page actually. They they've got a ton yeah. of stuff on there. And there it yeah, is. Yeah, there's some actually there's some really wild stuff on their on their roster. They put up a lot. So. Absolutely. Now, uh are you gonna are you planning to do any more uh like actual like vinyl releases or anything? So I uh, I had originally planned lunacy to be our first vinyl release and uh we we have two versions like even even made you know one that fits that format that's mastered differently so it's all ready to go but the, when we went to release it i was going to release it only digital vinyl but the vinyl pressing was so backed up it would have been the next year right so, oh yeah uh, just couldn't get it done yeah, yeah. So maybe next time I, I still would like to do vinyl of it. I, you know, I, of course, everybody has been asking us for that since the beginning. So right, because it's right. such it's come back so so heavy. You know, so yeah, everybody. And, you know, I, mean, I make vinyl. I make CDs so I can have physical copies because they're easy to make. You know, they they don't cost much to make. And so people can have them, but you know, a lot of you know, we'll play at a show. People say, "Well, I don't even have a CD player." So, <laughs> right? I, you know, no, I, yeah, I still collect them. Yeah, I, I do too. <laughs> and you know, that's. My, I mean, honestly, you know, if you're an audio buff, obviously, sonically, that's a killer way to listen to stuff because we we have some pretty deep production in the albums that you're not going to hear it if you stream it on Bandcamp, right? Yeah, yeah. the uh, The quality doesn't trans uh, transcend the uh, the little tiny phone speakers and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, we whenever we sit down and you know mix a record, I always have in mind you know an old school home stereo, like a big ass receiver and big ass floor speakers. Like, so I always use that. You know, I listen on that to judge it because that's like the most stoner way to listen to music, and you get that big bass. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so everything is all digital now with recording. Yeah have you have you ever wanted to to do the uh, you know going back to like tape and stuff other than the well, other than the inconvenience of tape. It always sounds cool. We have we have recorded on tape, but I can't remember what. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, Jam Room Studio has a huge Studer A eight hundred sixteen track two inch tape machine. It's just insane, and you know, it's basically like they used to be the main way they recorded there. Now he'll only pull it out, you know, for a special occasion. And financially, it's a lot easier for us just to use the Pro Tools and do it digital. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it sounds, it sounds killer, so there's not really, you're not really losing anything, but there is a little mojo you can get from the tape that's cool. Right. You get that little yeah. bit of, that little bit of drag, that little bit yeah. of... I did, know, I, yeah, and honestly, every, all the, the coolness of it is, are the problems with it. Which right. totally fits with, with our band, <laughs> <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for sure. And and honestly, the the real inconvenience of recording to tape is you know splicing 
and editing that way. Right. So yeah, <laughs> nobody. Well, wants if, to do if that. people if people record the tape nowadays, they'll record on tape and then bounce it down to a digital master, so they don't have to do that. Right. Because right. yeah, no, nobody wants to cut tape. <laughs> no, and, <laughs> and it's such a, a painstaking, expensive process that yeah. It, and and honestly, uh, from what I've been, what I've dealt with with other people, and you know, me playing music personally as well, is once you're putting, once you're just recording it and bouncing it to digital, anyways, you know, what's the point at that point? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And honestly, you do get this kind of, you know, you you get something out of tracking the tape, and there's also you can overload tape. You can't do it that digital. Yes. But now, now they have, you know, you can plug in a tape effect on every channel digital now that pretty much mimics it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, the, you have to really be dedicated to doing that to, to record that way, but it still is cool. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we got the nerd talk on Athena right now. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I'm right there with you guys. I grew up with fucking cassette tapes, man. Like, right, yeah. Like, it, I remember cassettes, you know, like you had like oh, yeah. on each fucking side. And yeah, they were like three. Uh, my, my, jam, my jam was those plexi discs. You'd get in a magazine, you know, the floppy records. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so you get like metal what, magazines. Yeah. 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 That was cool. And, and yeah. those are still Decibel a thing. Decibel still does that. Decibel still yeah. does that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. Yeah, actually, I believe if if I am not mistaken, the person who kickstarted the idea of them doing the flexi disc again was Jarvis of Night Demon. Oh wow! Really? That right. He was he wanted one, and yeah. like, hey, do you all remember this? And and granted, you know, they're only good for like a few listens before the stylus starts uh-huh. tearing the damn the 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 plastic. Um, right, but. If if memory serves correct, he he approached Decibel when they started getting traction and said, "Hey, what about starting doing these again?" And they did, and yeah, now everybody has one. You know, I believe Midnight's had had one through there. They've uh, Night Demon have had one. You know, and so many other people, and they still do it on. I, I don't know if it's every issue, but I, I know it's at right. least. I, I think it's three or four times a year that they do. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a. I only have a few of those, but but they're wild yeah. still. Oh yeah, my the funny story is my favorite one was actually. Uh, I think it was National Geographic had one that was just whale sounds, <laughs> and that was my thing. That was my favorite record for. Years. That is awesome. <laughs> I, I would totally put that in the background of of something. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I taught myself how to, to you know, I, I don't know how old I was when I had that, like you know, eight or ten or something. But I taught myself how to make whale noises with my guitar. And I still do that live. Nice. <laughs> you know, I always. I could, Go ahead. No, I, I can do them pretty good. I'll, I'll put some on that next record just for you guys. Fuck yeah. 
You know, I always thought it would be an interesting thing to be able to make a flexi disc at home with like, you know, uh-huh. making it on your on your like home printer with, you know, like a tr- like a transparency sheet like you would used to like the teachers used to use in school cuz that's pretty much all it is. Yeah. And yeah. While I've uh, not got a not got a viable way of doing that yet, I'm going to corner that market eventually, I think. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably, you know, that goes back to the, the beginning of Record Player when they had the, you know, you just vibrate a needle on metal and it cuts a little record. Oh, you yeah. You could probably do it without too much trouble. Oh, for sure. But, you know, that's the well, interesting thing. Well, what if we thing. just put out metal records on metal? That would just be the ultimate metal. See, there you, all right, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I, you <laughs> know, exactly. Yeah, I, just I, don't I, I think that's a killer idea. Yes, metal, exactly. metal, metal record. You can have that, or you know, you can have metal that one. <laughs> they're going to be the worst sounding records ever put out. They probably would, but you, you know, that's the sound of the fucking sludge, man. Oh, for sure, and that's what yeah. you do. You just instead of making, instead of having your 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 uh, your negative stamp plate, you just make it into the po- into the positive and let it go. There you yeah. go. You just sell the you just sell the stamp plates for seventy five dollars a side, <laughs> and, and then you break even. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Or, or you know, you lose money like with everything else. <laughs> oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now, and and yeah. you know, this is uh, something uh, I've noticed with with everything is just like even. Even when it's, you know, three or four bands on a bill and it's like a twenty dollar cover and it's like, Whoa, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, well and uh, it's you more know. like locally, you know, it's like our local shows used to be like eight, ten bucks always. Just yeah. eight, ten bucks to get into the local shows, which that we host a lot of them around here. And now right. you're looking at more like eighteen, twenty, twenty five dollars for yeah. like the local yeah. shows. And we were like, What the fuck is happening? Like <laughs> Well, I, get it. I mean, it is inflation and shit, but it's just crazy to see how affecting like our scene and everything. Well, you know, every little thing is more expensive. You know, a, a guitar cable is more expensive. Like guitar picks are more expensive. Strings are so bands just get whittled at financially, and you know, a lot of bands are just not touring anymore because they can't afford to lose money doing it. Yeah, the overhead yeah, they have to, is. They have to, is they have to killer. take time off work, you know, and a lot of bands that had made it already were touring to just to break even, and now they're losing money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think with and, you know, music doesn't get a lot of love, you know. Like I've always lived. Savannah's pretty cool, but a lot of places I've lived, they don't have any respect for bands needing money to live on. Right. Yeah, Louisville is actually, I gotta say, man, Louisville's good for that. We support our yeah. music scene really heavily here, and yeah, right. make sure that the bands get taken care of and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, I'm, I'm, definitely an awesome thing when, you know, you do have, uh, you know, like a family, a metal family where you're at. Yeah. No, and I feel that, because, you know, like, we've had people... Be supportive, you know, say, tip, buying T-shirts and stuff now, you know, where it used to be like, hey, can I get that for half price? You know, it's a, 
yeah. you know, the, the fans that have real jobs. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and switch gears here. We're going to ask you some okay. general profile questions about you as a person, about Reno El Chipo Gooch as a person. Okay. All right. Um, would you accept a fatal mission in exchange for your lifetime support of your family? Oh, uh, yeah. You mean right. a suicide mission? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's a quick one. I, I wouldn't. That, that was. It's like. Think twice about that. Like, <laughs> yes. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've always. out of here. <laughs> I've always, uh, yeah. I've always been, uh, you know, along that, that launch, as far as I'm thinking, you know, I've had to go through a lot of scary situations for my children and stuff, so I'm not in any way going to hold back. Definitely. Athena, do you have a, a general question for Reno? Um, a general question? Well, I, I have more a uh, prudent question than a general question. I got to say, like, I love your slogan. If the amp don't smoke, it ain't space coke. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just got to say, like, I just, <laughs> just got to say, it's so awesome. <laughs> well, that, you know, that... That uh, is rooted in every time I play music, I break something. Like, I just don't use anything the correct way. And I really would, I would, you know, I would go through two guitars, two amps in a show. And I, I had to start buying, like, really cheap stuff just because I would break all of it. So ah. the, the drummer, the drummer Red, the original drummer, came up with that slogan. But also, it ties into the, you know, the Chong theme. Right, right. And, and really thinking about, you know, his nostrils smoking when he plays guitar, his motorcycle killing the azaleas. It's all yeah. that. <laughs> yes. Sorry. So, yeah, I didn't have a question, but thanks for explaining that. Cause, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, this one might be a moot point here, but which actor or actress would you, would you want to uh, have play you in a movie? Oh, yeah, okay, well, I'm not going to pick the obvious, <laughs> just because, so, play me in a movie, I got to think about that one, but obviously, Danny Trejo comes to mind. Yes. Because, <laughs> I mean, pretty much you could just play Machete and it, that would be me, so. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, don't, I don't know, you know, uh, that's going to be my answer. I'm going to go with that. Danny Trejo? Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. You know, I recently watched an interview snippet with him and how he got the tattoo of the woman on his chest. Yeah. It is insane. Like, he got it while he was in prison. The guy, yeah. The guy started it. Then he ended up getting... Tra uh, Danny Trejo got transferred after a prison riot. And then the guy told him, he was like, don't let anybody touch your chest. I'll get, I'll be there. I'll get transferred yeah. there too. And he got transferred there and then he got transferred again. And they had, and it was like four or five sessions that this guy did where they kept getting transferred between prisons and in, in Southern California and stuff. Right. 
Oh, yeah, that's a, you know, that kind of, you know, backs up my last question because that's a real space coat kind of dumbass thing to do. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a great story, but if you really think of it, it's like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know? It, yeah, it's like, what? And it's such a big fucking piece, too. You know, I like big yeah, tattoos, yeah. but God damn. Well, it's crazy, too, because for a, for a prison tattoo to be real and that iconic is pretty wild. <laughs> yes, exactly. Athena, do you have a question? Um, A question? Um, No, man, I don't, not really. I don't know. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to? Okay. I'm really stoned, Mark. I'm just sitting here, like, chilling, <laughs> talking to dude, you know? Like. <laughs> All right, so uh, how about, what is, Athena, is that your real name? That is my real name, yeah, yeah. Is there a story behind that? Um, my, well, you know, everybody wants to say it's, like, the glorious, like, oh, you're named after this fucking goddess, but my dad honestly saw it on a billboard for some cheese. Nice. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm kind of named after cheese, like, <laughs> I guess, my you dad's know. like, oh, that's a pretty name, but he saw it on a cheese, right, uh, so, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, that's, uh, <laughs> that's gr- that greasy. That kind of explains my life, too, Reno, for real. Like. <laughs> that's great, that's great, yeah. The, the funny thing is, the the funny thing to me is at this moment is I knew that story. And yet oh, yeah. I still uh, asked yeah. her, I still asked her today, I was like, you like bougie cheese, right? And I sent her a picture of this, boo- this fucking like, oh, that was today. Yeah. <laughs> this bougie fucking like Gloucester, <laughs> Gloucester and onion cheese. And I was like, this would be, this is great shit. You should try it. <laughs> I love how my day has come full circle right yes. now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> I mean, Stone it- talking about cheese on a podcast. <laughs> It's all about cheese. It really is. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, honestly. Well, speaking of your, you're just asking that, Reno, that was going to be the next general question is, does your name have any special or significant meaning? If so, what is uh, it? Which one? <laughs> which, which part of my name? Uh, go with all of it. All right, well, uh, Reno uh, comes from when I was in, like, junior high. Me and my friends would pick up this homeless guy from behind an old juke joint because he would buy his beer as long as we gave him a couple. And he would always call me, you know, the Puerto Rican. So, (laughs) which I'm, you know... I'm not Puerto Rican, I'm Venezuela, but uh, he didn't know the difference. So everybody started calling me that, and that stuck. El Chipo was the name my friends gave me because I had what they called a, uh, a superpower of being able to walk into a bar with a quarter and leave wasted. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd always get mad. They'd say, like, you, could literally, you could literally just have no money and go, go anywhere. Like they would used to play a game where they'd just like pick a bar and say, go in there. And then like four hours later, I'd be partying with some strangers. And that was it. That's where El Chico comes from. Yes. 
And then, you know, my last name, too, so that's just my name. Okay. Right on. Yeah, that, yeah for sure. <laughs> you know, I pull these cards out of a deck, and I shit you not, I should probably, like, play the lottery. Because the next uh, card I drew is so serendipitous. It's... So, uh, what, what are these? What kind of cards? Uh, like tarot cards? Are you, are, is this a reading? N- no, not a reading. Uh, it's it's an interview deck of cards. Uh, I'm I'm not sponsored yeah. by the brand, so I'm not going to say they're not. I got you. Okay. Okay. But the the question is: Would you travel to space if possible? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh. Well, 100%. <laughs> no, me, yes, exactly. Oh, my God, that's so fucking serendipity. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, the way, you know, uh, if you if you say, listen to that, you know, live on the radio in our band camp, you know, I talked about it in there. You know, a lot of the, some of the idea of Space Coke was that we had to deal with so much bullshit here that's made up that other people put on us that all you have to do is get a few miles into space and you're out of it. So, <laughs> you, know, that old, you know, that ties yeah. into Cheech and Chong flying into space. Every, you know, it's a, it's a whole thing. It definitely is. Um, have you ever had a roommate? And if so, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody has at some point. Uh, what did you hate about it? Uh, uh, just... That's it. Just if I had a roommate, what did I hate about it? Yeah. Uh, what did you hate about having a roommate? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip that a little and tell you why my roommate hated me. <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> so I, I it took it took a lot to wake me up every day. A long time ago, when I had like you know a college age roommate, and uh, so I bought this. I actually went into a store and asked for the loudest alarm that would play the radio I could get. And, you know, back then you couldn't pick the music. You'd, it would just turn on the radio. Right. So uh, we, we had a small room and our beds were like in the, on the two walls. So like my head was next to the foot of his bed and my alarm was in between that. And every morning that thing would go off and I would, it was so loud, you know, I would jump up like I got shot and start smacking the alarm and try to get it off. And I didn't know, in about six months of living with him, he told me that actually every morning that the alarm would go off for about 15 minutes before I jumped up as if it just went off. (laughs) 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 And he said that, you know, he had to listen to like whatever radio station I'd take at full blast on like a broken speaker. (laughs) And he'd just sit there and take it because he said at first he'd try to wake me up and I wouldn't wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. You know, yeah. I have a similar with that. <laughs> and mine is I I used to listen to the radio or a CD or something when I used to go to bed, right? So the radio would not uh-huh. wake me up in the morning. So I would set the radio to the most awful fucking between station noise you could get. Like, yeah. oh, like the staticky bullshit in yes. the 
Yes. I would set it to the fucking like between the the like the pop station and the country station static so you get crossover from both of the fucking garbage. Uh-huh. And everyone who has ever lived with me went during went during that time period has fucking hated it. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now here you are on the radio. <laughs> yes. Here I am. Yeah. Causing causing people traumatic stress from fucking disorder. Yeah, you're you've become so successful that somewhere there's like a Jehovah's Witness and has the radio turned to you to wake up. Yes. <laughs> this awful, awful, god awful noise. <laughs> what is this redneck talking about? <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's great. That's very that's full circle. Satan worshippers, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I, I did have one time. I have one time I remember where I had a I woke up hungover and like one of those kind of I don't know what day it is moods, and I had the clock radio was playing, but that particular day it turned on like talk radio, and I I had one of those moments where it's almost like being on acid where it's like I thought somebody was there talking to me and I was talking back you know <laughs> and I think it was like a, a really long time before I, my brain like adjusted and was like what the fuck am I doing <laughs> I'm having a discussion with the weatherman <laughs> yeah it's like it's, it's gonna be what today <laughs> and of course uh, one of mine and Athena's favorite favorite things is I'm the hippy dippy weather man with all the um, hippy yes. dippy weather <laughs> man tonight's forecast yeah dark <laughs> followed by longer periods of dumbness <laughs> I tell you have you have you uh, if you're a David Lynch fan he does a morning weather alert every morning on YouTube are you shitting what? me yeah uh, it's worth checking out please and it's, and a lot of, you know it's mostly not like he'll it'll be just deadpan the weather. You know But it's it's really amazing. Uh, but it's David Lynch. But it's David Lynch doing it. <laughs> yeah, That's great. Which you know makes it amazing. Right. I, I right. wish he, I I want to watch it for for one for two. Oh, I'm doing that tomorrow morning. Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> yeah. I really want to see. I really want to see him is his character in, uh, in Twin Peaks, where he's with the hearing aids, where he's like, "I'm worried about yeah. my poop." That's <laughs> what I was just picturing. Too. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna yeah. That, that's today. I'm like I'm like that. That's me because of. But yeah, my wife would. We watched Twin Peaks. Is always like that's you because I can understand her and nobody else. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Athena, do you have any questions? <laughs> no, man, I'm good. I'm good. You, she, she doesn't no, have the cards there. No, man. <laughs> yeah. You just you just should be cheating. You should be cheating and just googling like what to ask space coat. Yes. Well, you know, man, no, like, you haven't really met me, but Mark knows, like, I do the metal mischiefs when I do my album reviews. I go very in-depth. Like, I do lots of uh-huh. research on the band cool. and everything. Yeah. And I and I won't lie, I've been stalking your band for, like, the last year. Yeah, well, there's, there's, there's a ton. Of, yeah, I've done a ton of interviews because people like to do interviews with me. You know, I, 
I generally try not to say the same stuff. No. <laughs> you know, just because, you know, there's a lot of bands, you know, even famous people, you read it, and it's like, God, I've read that a hundred times, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and right. see that's you know that right there is exactly the mythos of the Metal Forge. Is it it's yeah. it's all this, it's all this laughing, it's having a good time. It's you know getting in depth and not being not being serious and being you know it's all of yeah. that. It's not like Well, yeah, uh, you know. You have to be not serious some to get past the normal questions, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Especially when you're interviewing somebody like me who has no idea what's going on all the time. We can't remember anything. So. <laughs> same, same boat. <laughs> Mark knows I'm with that too. So it's, yeah. Like, if, you, if you've been reading my interviews, you probably know stuff about me I don't know. Right. <laughs> You know, with Athena doing Metal Mischief and what she was talking about, which is hilarious, by the way, because she's like, ah, I don't have anything. She gets like ridiculously in-depth like writes everything out and and yeah it's just like not necessarily it, it's scripted to bullet points but is right. totally fucking just like open and just like hey ah, motherfucker <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's so fun to watch but it's, yeah uh, and and I just like anytime I I, I never at, think of what I'm gonna ask people except for when I get to the the, the cards. So I'm just like, right. Well, tell me about this, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I wing every every interview, and it's like sometimes I wish I could do it, but fuck, man, she's got it down fucking pat for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, being prepared. I guess I'm out of questions because I stalked your band. So, <laughs> yeah, right. she knows all there is to know about Space Coat. I know, I know, she knows I, all the and good I dealers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I do have one more question, uh, but okay. before we get into it, as always, links are listed in the description below. So please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go to the Bandcamp pages. Go buy merch. Go see these guys when they're playing, especially here on the 23rd of, you know, the 20, 24th. 24th, my bad, of oh, February. Yeah, February, yeah. Hell yeah, because it's going to be a kick-ass show with so many awesome fucking bands. Do you, Reno, have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody today? I mean, as always, my own bass player, Jay Matheson, in the jam room, because there wouldn't be any space cook without him at all he's put into it a lot of bands can say that and you know i mean you guys because this is cool it's a fun interview and i i'm really honored to be on a on a list like that you know i'm i when i first put out lunacy i thought a lot of people were just going to say oh this is weird and pass it over which a lot of people did but then it kind of caught on and yeah, that's it's cool to get recognition, especially this far after I released it. So. Hell yeah! Like I, I uh, it's worth looking at. We got written up in Classic Rock magazine. I think that's British, and uh, they gave us some like like Eric Clapton liking dipshit to review Space Coast <laughs> Lunacy, which is. You know, I, 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 I almost was honored for the review knowing that he hated it so much. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, even bad publicity is, you know, publicity, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And, you know, the, 
I was told, like, hey, you sure you want to tell people about this? Like, fuck yeah, like, slashes on the cover. Like, it's this big-ass actual print review, you know? Like, you don't get a lot of that. Yeah, but it's terrible. Them. But if if it was me reading it, I'd check it out, you know? And then you got to think, they actually printed it. Like, why would you do that if it was trash? Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh, I, I love that. You know, he says, like, this is just some guy jamming with his wah pedal. I was like, I don't even have a wah pedal. So <laughs> It was the whale noises. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Like I said, I'm not sure what he's talking about, but it's not a wah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so my final question my final question of the day is what is one thing you wish you'd spent more time doing when you were younger I mean stealing money (laughs) because I didn't know how expensive it's going to be once you get like past 20 I don't know I mean honestly seriously like I, I have always had a trouble really focusing on things to get them done. And I, I didn't know until about a month ago that I have like pretty bad ADHD, which I never even understood that. And it's been really difficult to be a creative person that actually, you know, I've always been really good at like improv and doing things off the cuff, but putting together a record and organizing people and organizing shows is absolutely nuts for me. So I wish that I had, my brain had been able to, even things like practice more and stuff you know I play it all the time but it's still difficult and I yeah, I like to play music more than about anything else in the world so hell yeah I I totally get what you're saying there and that yes yeah it, it you know that's one of the things and you know Athena knows this is like mental health with is definitely something to 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 take seriously rather whether if yeah, it's like and I, I mean, anything well I, I just thought of it as you know kids with a lack of attention and you give them this drug I didn't understand any of it now I'm going like oh fuck like if yeah. any you know I had the kind of family that said like snap out of it you know mm-hmm. so I haven't even begun to figure myself out, but it, it is definitely where you're saying like something to take very seriously and try to understand as opposed to just using your gut knowledge of it. Definitely. Ab- yes. A hundred percent, dude. Reno. Thank you so much for coming on the metal forge. This yeah. Week. Thank you. This has been fucking an amazing interview. Athena. Thank you thank for you, being here you. as well. Hey, man, it's been my pleasure for sure. Absolutely. And what are we going to play out today from Space Coke? Well, uh, are you asking me? Yes, sir. Frozen World. Oh, nice. She All already right. said it. That, you know, yeah. she she's on it. So from Space Coke, the lunacy uh, album EP-ish, something, whatever. Uh, I, call it, I call it anything over... Four songs and albums. There there you go. go. So it is an album. (laughs) This is Frozen World.
What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code MetalForge10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout 
to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com.